Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his wife. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Thank God you sent for me. How can I be of service to you? If it's within my power to give, you shall have it. It's showtime. Showtime. It's showtime. It's showtime. Showtime! Well then. And now... Here is your host, Warwick Nery. Welcome to another exciting episode of Get More Success. I'm thrilled today to have with us a very special guest. Of course, it is the lovely Kerry Phipps. Welcome, Kerry. <laughs> Thank you, Warwick. It's very exciting to be chatting with you. Now, um, just so the listeners know, Kerry is uh, from, it's not really remote Australia, but it's definitely rural oh, Australia, right. isn't it? Regional, perhaps. Regional. It's just a uh, one-hour flight away. A one-hour flight uh, from, not from civilization, but a one-hour flight from a major city, yeah? Yes, yes. And we now have um, direct flights from Dubbo to Melbourne. Fantastic. So it's probably about an hour and a half. So yeah. you're so, so close to the world. Now, Kerry is known for many, <laughs> many things. One of the things that she is known for the most is talking to strangers. Now, that doesn't mean she goes up to people in the street and puts a big weirdo grin on her face and starts talking, but she is a book, has written a book saying, please do talk to strangers. So, Kerry, before we get too carried away and start going down the rabbit hole and start talking about talking to strangers, I'm sure our listeners would want to know a little bit about you in terms of who are you, what's your background, what's your business success, um, where are you from? Tell me, who is Kerry Phipps? Ah. Uh. <laughs> what a question. Kerry Phipps is a passionate connector who grew up in country New South Wales uh, with a, a family of connectors while I'm on that subject. My parents have a farm at Gilgandra and so I've always lived in the region but I do travel a lot. I love traveling and I love meeting people right. and I've done lots of different things. So, of course, farm work was my first career until I was 17 and fled the nest and went into dental nursing and have worked and I worked there for quite a number of years and senior citizens tours around the region and ANZ Bank and then youth work so I've worked with people of all ages and I've been a leadership coach for the last 11 years so that has been probably one of the most transformational seasons in my life uh, I actually headed into it after a period of being too sick to work so it was a good time for a career shift and how do I more effectively help people it was the question I was asking and I came across coaching and it's like oh my gosh we can actually not just hope that we've made a difference but really see a measurable result from you know from here to here like in three months or so uh, even in one session one week it's amazing what people do so I fell in love with that and have just been doing so much training in the coaching space like for the past well probably for that first eight years nine years and I still when I can go to the neuroleadership summit so now we're looking at the science of decision making and questions and being under staying calm under pressure emotional regulation all of that so that that's really informed my journey as a speaker because I've been and I connected with you obviously through speaking and the Singapore professional speakers 
what's it called? Asia Professional Speakers APWS. Singapore Convention. <laughs> hey, so just talking a bit about coaching for a sec. Um, so you work with you know a range of people from organisations like BHP, the big Australian, now owned by a South African company, uh, and as well as um, smaller organisations and individuals. Yeah, who, who are yes. some of the? What have been some of the big shifts you've been able to help your clients achieve? Uh, well. Um, I've only been working with a couple of clients this year because I'm moving more into speaking and I've just gotten really, really fussy about who I'm working with. Like I have to completely fall in love with them and their goals to engage in a, a long process with them. So this year I've been working with a client who I worked with a number of years ago to develop her beauty salon and you know increase her income. She was great with marketing and social media. So she increased her business phenomenally and it was just, such a joy to see her like as a oh I think she was like very early 20s and it was uh, really exciting to see her growth and then she moved into her dream industry which was real estate and has developed a business there too and to be helping her step out of the busyness because I don't know real estate and I don't know beauty salons but I know thinking and clarity and insight so to ask the questions that unlock insight has it's been amazing to see her be so focused and clear on what she wants and and she's just sold that business so there's more to celebrate and the next part of her her journey she's really the only one I've worked with over years because I generally coach myself out of a job and people are (laughs) you know (laughs) just pumped about their outcomes and they don't need coaching but because this girl is always stretching herself she's always uh, you know back for another round a year or two later Uh, another lady I've been working with is um, she's a a farmer or she runs you know she runs the business side of the farm but when you're a farmer's wife you just end up being a farmer as well she's also an art teacher and a writer like a journaler and in just coaching her for a few months this year she had some extraordinary shifts in her thinking which very quickly shifted the way she managed her day and her busyness, which mm-hmm. is pretty intense. I would not like her work. But there was one goal that she was like, just couldn't quite get the words. And I said, you know, I don't know if you've had this kind of massage, but sometimes a massage is really intense and it's hitting all the right spots, but you just want to wriggle off the side of the table. Like it's just, <laughs> oh, oh, I need this, but I can't deal with this. And it's like sometimes in a coaching conversation, people are kind of squirming around something. They they want to share something, but they're not sure what it is or how to articulate it. Or, but it's too big and too risky to actually put it out there on the table. And uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm gentle with that because I, I understand what it's like to have the massage. And I also understand what it's like to be kind of just starting to unearth a really big dream yeah. that seems ludicrous to even say out loud. <clears throat> so... I let her, you know, kind of squirm towards it and back off a couple of times. And then I said, now, this third area that's still a little intangible, what is it that you actually want here? (laughs) What is it that would just be amazing and you'd be so proud of yourself and it's what you've just felt like you've always wanted to do? And she went, it's a book. And I'm like, okay, so tell me more about that. So she started talking. Anyway, now... She's written the book and this is just in the past couple of months and it's in design and layout at the moment. And it's not just a book. It is like bearing her soul in a teaching kind of way. I don't know if you know Brene Brown's work. 
no. um, you know, about vulnerability and courage. And so she's courageously sharing Fantastic. the, um, you know, fears that she's faced and overcome and the conversations that she's had with herself that, you know, if you just kind of shared at a barbecue, people would just go, oh, no, I wouldn't, I'd never think like that. No, I don't say that. Um, but it's just, oh, it's just too personal, yeah. but it's so empowering when somebody shares it. Yeah, yeah, great. And, uh, so she's been scaring herself just in our conversations. I'll just ask like an innocent question like, um, you know, what have you been thinking about most this week? And she'd be like, <gasps> and I'm like, okay, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, when you have that kind of massage where you're squirming and it sort of hurts, but you, you want it, but you don't, a good massage yep. therapist will say to you, stay, you know, stay still because I've really got to do this. It's going to hurt, but on the other side of it will come the joy or the release or, yeah. we've, you know, we've got to pay attention yeah. to it to move forward. Yeah. It's that like there's yes. got to be a bit of pain but we've got to break through that and that's obviously yeah. what you've done with this client of yours. Yeah, just kind of, yeah, just held her in this place of thinking because, you know, if if we're doing our thinking on our own and maybe we're journaling which is, you know, the next step because that mm. helps us be honest with ourselves, sometimes if something feels a bit, like, oh, oh, I'm noticing something there that I hadn't really noticed before. We can quickly move on. We yeah. can pick up the phone. We can distract ourselves. But when we're in a coaching conversation, and it's like, would you like to tell me more about that? Ooh, <laughs> let's put oh, that, that under the like, microscope and examine it in detail. <laughs> what else have you been thinking? How long have you been thinking about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, just to focus on thinking, it's pretty extraordinary. Yeah. But it takes it takes a I don't want to say rare individual, but it, it kind of is like to be really honest with themselves. You know, I like I acknowledge her for being honest with me, but it really is about her being honest with herself. Yeah, yeah, and that is extraordinary. Cool, cool. That's some mm. really exciting stuff that you've been doing. Hey, now on the Get More Success podcast, there's one question that we always ask all our guests. Uh, so now it's time for you to have that, and which mm. is. What is success for you? How do you define your own success? Ah, oh, Warwick, I knew this question was coming, but I, I still <laughs> don't have one clear answer because, because it really depends on the angle that we look at it. So, so we'll present it to me in a couple of different angles because, you know, in life, it's okay, not just cool. one Thanks. thing. We have work, we have family, we have friends, we have society, we have community. <laughs> so if you've got a multi-pronged answer, I want to hear it and our listeners want to hear it. Good. So take, take a few prongs. Good, good. Okay, cool. So somebody just said to me recently, someone who hasn't seen me for like probably since we were 12, I think, and uh, I saw her just the other night and we've been connected on Facebook for the last few years. And she was like, oh, my gosh, it's so exciting to see you and you're so successful. Congratulations on all your success. And I'm like, hmm, what, what is that? You know, because I know I'm still in, I'm in this season of, well, we're always in a season of growing, I guess, if we choose to be growing. So there's always more success, I suppose, to step into. And we can think, oh, I'm not there yet. And I, you know, I'm, I don't like that Facebook seems to, tell people, you know, this is what the world is like, you know, because people pick and choose what they, what they want to see. Um, but if I've, if I've encouraged and inspired people, then that's a success because it really matters to me that I cheer people on. So right. years ago, well, yeah, probably quite a few years ago now, um, I was working with a coach and really digging deep into what is my purpose, like what am I on the planet for? And, you know, there's so many different ways to articulate that. And I just kept coming back to something I've written in my emails since 
my early days of emails or my early days of business, particularly when it just didn't feel right to sign off with yours sincerely, Kerry, or regards. or There just was nothing yeah. out there that kind of worked for me. Yeah. So it would just say, cheering you on, Kerry. And it just felt like that fit. And yeah. and people would sometimes see me down the street and just go, oh, I just love seeing your emails or whatever. I just feel like you're cheering me on. And I'm like, oh, it kind of matters. And then I started thinking about you know, just various aspects of encouragement. And what came to mind was the Commonwealth Games in Melbourne years and years ago when Karen McCann won the the marathon. You know, they run around mm-hmm. the city and then they run into the stadium. And, like, I was not there. I saw this on TV, probably a small TV. <laughs> but I felt the impact so incredibly that it's just always stuck with me. And I wasn't thinking like this at the time. But when... um. When Karen and this African runner came into the stadium kind of neck and neck, it was so close and the African just kept sneaking ahead and the crowd just stood to their feet and just roared and and then Karen ended up winning the race by, you know, a decent, a decent length. And hearing her speak afterwards when she's like just about collapsing you know what it's like uh, well do you know what it's like after a marathon no, no i really don't no i've just come back from half an hour at the gym and and uh, i know what that's like and i'm happy to collapse right now yeah okay so so just imagine i mean you've probably seen the marathons oh, oh my gosh so she's just spent every little bit of energy that she had left yep. and then she's being interviewed and she said that the roar of the crowd lifted her and literally carried her across the finish line mm-hmm. And even as I talk about this now, and I've talked about this so many times, I'm just covered in goosebumps because I just think that's the power of encouragement. Mm-hmm. It can help people get across their finish line, whatever that is. And and sometimes it's when somebody's, you know, looking extraordinarily successful. They're just doing amazing things and they're, you know, right in front of everybody and just about to cross this amazing finish line. That's when people can forget to cheer yep. because it's like, oh, man, she's amazing. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. So, and there's been quite a few profound moments that have really cemented this, but I just thought actually cheering people on is incredibly profound and important because they might be that close to giving up on a dream, whether it's their business or a creative dream or relationship. They might be so close to giving up on on life. You know, they might just want to opt out of here, but but encouraging people can make them just go, you know what, I can do this. Yep. So so if uh, to come back to the question, if I have encouraged people and supported them to not quit, then that's huge for me. That's a, that's a big success. Is um, it to not quit or is it also to have succeeded? It's to win. Yeah, <laughs> it's, to, it's to win. But there's there's so many wins throughout well, that's life. It. For, some, for some, winning is not quitting and for others is, mm-hmm. is you know, achieving extraordinary things. Mm. And that depends yes. on the individual. That's right. And it depends on the way we look at it. So yeah. uh, so I could look at my, my new book, for example. Um, it's not, you know, bestseller in the first six months. Well, does that, does that matter? It's impacting a lot of lives and it's continuing to grow. So we can be quite hard on ourselves when it comes to judging success and we can look at other people and just go, oh, they're so successful. <laughs> 
And it's when we do this, con- this comparison of success, we compare our insides with other people's outsides. Mm-hmm. And, and so therefore, you're never going to win. Like you look at the stuff on yes. Facebook, people always, uh, and I'm guilty of this as much as anyone, there only seems to be ever good stuff on Facebook uh, um, yes. or highlights that can be interpreted um, differently to what the facts actually dictate. So, and yes. you know, and I'm guilty of sort of going, "Oh my God, look at that person! They're doing this and that, and they're so successful." Mm. Then when you actually speak to them, and you find out that, "Oh yeah, no, it was a uh, they weren't getting paid for it, or someone else paid for the airfare for the holiday, or you know, the facts uh, yeah. are different to what your comparison was." Yes, yes. I mean, I just saw a photo of. Um uh, of Warwick Mary's, you know, amazing holiday car. Woo-hoo. So we, we could go, you know, see that at a glance and like, oh, my gosh, does he drive that every day? He's so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and, and no, it was, so, it, was not, uh, it was not an everyday um, uh, car. <laughs> it was just a one-off rental. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was a cool car too. Was, uh, an yeah. SS Camaro. Cost more money to rent that car for the day than the hotel we stayed in that night. But, uh, uh, that was a cool. choice. That was a choice that we had to do. I love it. it was I great. love it. Hey, now, um, we, as we said before, you're in Dubbo, yeah? Yes. So in business, I, I hear a lot about the challenges of being successful in business, uh, first as as a female, um, but then there's a lot of people who say that you know the, the geography or being rural or regional also has some challenges. So have, have you found that to be the case for your business? That being regional has had has that had, has that cramped your success being regional or being female has that had an impact? <laughs> um, no, um, Warwick. I don't know if you've seen my my previous book. It's called Lifting the Lid on Quiet Achievers, mm-hmm. and the subtitle is Success Stories of Regional Entrepreneurs. So I would get this question, and and sometimes I get the you know the female question as well. I don't know if it's growing up with brothers on a farm and just being like one of the boys and. Uh, like gender was never an issue mm. on the farm, except my mum wanted me in the kitchen to a help her and b learn how to you know be more domesticated. But it just wasn't my thing. But I think those kind of limits we can put on ourselves, and we can certainly put on other people as well. And so I wrote that book to encourage people to put a spotlight on regional Australia and and say there's huge resources here there's resilience there's creativity there's extraordinary things going on in regional australia mm. and and i think yeah it's just perceptions right. it, it's perceptions right. of country people saying oh but i'm just a country person mm-hmm. and let me confess i was definitely one of those i remember speaking in singapore and and so I was introducing the CEO of the coaching company and I said, you know, is there someone else that should be introducing me? You know, I thought maybe I was there to have sort of a background role. Are you sure I should be introducing you? I don't want to tread in any toes. And he said, Kerry, there are no toes. Just step up and do it. <laughs> and it was like, oh! um, I don't know if you know David Rock, but he's very direct. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, it was like this step up moment. That's what yeah. I call it, <laughs> my step up moment where <laughs> That little excuse, I'm just a country girl. Like, do they know who I am? I'm just, I'm just from Dubbo. You know, I'm from Gilgandra. Who am I to be doing this? And that excuse just dropped away in that moment. And I'm so grateful for that. That was probably about 2006, I think. And, and that was a moment that really opened up a world to me. I, I then, I, I, as of that day, I was the Asia professional 
No, what is it? I'm going to get mixed up with the other thing. The, um, you know, coaching consultant (laughs) for Asia Pacific. And, you know, that just broadened my world enormously. But people would say, um, oh, my gosh, you came all this way, you know, to Sydney for an event or something. And so I actually, well, maybe it's a disadvantage to have to travel that far. It was an advantage in that I stood out because I looked like the one with the most commitment and the most enthusiasm. And so I was, you know, chosen for things because, oh, my gosh, Kerry has made this commitment. Kerry's gone the extra mile. And we're used to traveling out here. <laughs> it's just like this is how it is. So got I don't see it as Yeah, yeah. So and also, you know, being a woman, sometimes people, when I talk to strangers on trains and stuff, they're like, oh, but it's easy for you, for you because you're a woman. And, you know, some men say, you know, oh, it's a bit harder for us to connect with people because, you know, they think we're going to try and sell them something or whatever. There's a whole lot of different things that people come up with. But then women say to me, oh, it's harder for us because we're women and we can get taken the wrong way. So it's like, okay, whatever, whatever you're saying in your head, that's, that's your reality. So I don't tend to have those issues. Yeah, cool. Cool. Um, so, so let's talk about uh, your latest book, which is "Please Talk to Strangers." Is that the right title? "Please Talk to Strangers" or "Please Do Talk to Strangers"? Uh, just do talk to strangers. Do talk to strangers. Yeah, uh, but we which, can say please. Which is a great title because you know we're growing up is oh don't talk to strangers. You know, strangers mm. are weirdos. They're going to get you. Um, and people have lost the skill set of being able to talk to mm. anyone that they bump into. So, how did you yes. come up with this concept of of creating? Um, a, a great piece of intellectual property uh, because it's more than just mm-hmm. a book on how people should talk to strangers. Well, it it came about because of a, a specific week I had in Sydney, leaving leaving Dubbo at 6.30 in the morning and I'm not a morning person so that's one of the flights where I'm less likely to talk to somebody. So I had my journal on my knee. I just thought I'll just um, you know do a bit of a brain dump before I go away and this young guy sat next to me and so we're putting our seatbelts on and I said, good morning, how are you? You know, just just the polite connection. But then this question popped out of my mouth that I now love because of this, but at the time it just just was in the moment. I said, are you just going to Sydney today or further on? Well, that question unlocks all kinds of amazing stories. So if you're travelling, because I realised I'm commuting, I was commuting at that time, from Dubbo to Sydney, Sydney, Perth, Perth, Port Hedland. So, and I did that trip a number of times in a fairly short period of time. And so I realised not everyone in Dubbo going to Sydney is just going to Sydney. So I guess that's where that question came from, just realising that people have this broader world. And it turned out after, you know, I had to ask him lots of questions because he wasn't going to give it all away at once in case I just didn't <laughs> believe him. But um, he was on his way to Germany to see family and then to, the, to London to work at the Olympics because the guy he was working with there was, um, and he was catering for the USA VIPs and right. his mate was catering for the UK VIPs. I'm like, how do you get a gig like that? Did you used to work with this guy? And he said, oh, yeah, we did work together. And I'm like, like, whereabouts did you work? I was just meaning, like, was it in London or Germany? And he said, oh, at the palace. I'm like, Buckingham Palace? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and, um, and you live in Dubbo now? Yeah. I'm like, that is so cool. You know, people, people just see, make these assumptions about someone who lives in a regional centre. Yeah. 
But he could live in a regional centre and consult with celebrity chefs around the world about setting up their kitchens and everything like that. Right. So distance is not an issue. So that, that was an amazing conversation and we became friends. Um, his wife was doing coach training so he said she'll want to talk to me. Their, their son's the same age as our son and so when he got back from the Olympics there were had lots of afternoon teas and his amazing cakes. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that's so lovely. They're High tea from now. the palace in Dubbo. Oh my gosh, I've never had cake like it. So, so then there was the same week, I think the same day, a young guy in a cafe just offered to take a photo of my friend and I. You know, you go to take a selfie and then yeah, somebody yeah, says, yeah. "Can I?" Yep. And you know, and this week I've had the same extraordinary encounter. You know, you take a selfie and somebody says, let me take a photo. And then you talk to them and you're like, oh, my gosh, let's just be friends forever. So this young guy takes a photo. So I was telling people about, you know, this extraordinary week. And I met this person, I met this person, and uh, and one of the people I hung out with as well was the chief economist of a bank. And, um, and I said to him, I'm meeting these amazing young people. And he's like, oh, they're out there. You know, he's such an optimist. Mm. And so people are like, oh, my gosh, but how do you have these conversations? And I'm like, oh, doesn't everyone? <laughs> you know, when someone uncovers your unconscious competence, you just... I think you mean superpower. Yes, yeah, someone uncovers your superpower and just goes, it puts a spotlight on it, and you're like, mm. oh, isn't this, isn't this the done thing? Doesn't everyone <laughs> do this? Like, so, you mean you want to learn? So, so why don't people talk to strangers? Well, for a lot of people, they do just have that voice in their head, whether it's mums or grandmas or somebody is saying, don't talk to strangers. Um, but it's, it's challenging. You know, I was talking to a friend the other day who's so excited. He's been reading my book. He just went to Nepal yeah. and read my book on the way and he said, I've just not bothered talking to people I don't know. But now, I mean, his world's shifted with the volunteer work that he just did there. Right. But now that he's back in Australia, in Dubbo, He's, I saw him the other day talking to an Indian guy and I'm not sure where the other guy was from. And he said, I've just realized it takes a bit more effort to listen through someone's accent, but it's really rewarding. And it's so great to feel like I've just helped them feel comfortable and feel right. welcome here. I'm like, that's so cool. But that really is just a more extreme case of connecting than just talking to somebody who speaks the same language, same kind of accent. Yeah. We have to pay attention. And, you know, our attention is limited and it's there's so many things competing for our attention. So we just go on autopilot. And sometimes we can we can use the phone to hide behind, but people were hiding from people before we had technology in our hands. You know, I was talking to an older lady who said she um, was working in a a tall building when she was young and she'd step in the lift and everyone would just be looking at the floor and she'd say, good morning. Well, you know, if the lift ever gets stuck, we'll have to talk to each other then, so we might as well now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the unwritten uh, rules of getting in a lift. You, you're not allowed to talk to people. You can't look at anyone. You have to stand and stare at the numbers. That's the rules. Yeah, but if we break the silence when people are first getting in, yeah. perhaps by saying, what floor would you like and yeah. pressing the button for them, Right. Um, then they're like, oh, thank you. It's like you just create a space for them to look you in the eye and go, oh, oh I'm here with another human being, not, not a terrifying yeah, yeah, yeah. being of some foreign yeah. kind. So, you know, even if it's just a smile and then we look at the floor, it's, it's more comfortable. Right. 
It's like you're not being ignored anymore. <laughs> but, so um, what, what do you reckon are some of that? You know, because a, a lot of people. I think are so busy focusing on themselves, as you say, listening to the voices in their heads or thinking, oh, mm. don't look at me or don't talk to me or I don't know what to mm. say or whatever. So obviously mm. they need some help and they might need mm. one or two easy tips. So one of them is, as you say, is they get into the lift, say, what floor would you like or smile at them and then stare at the floor. So when someone bumps into a stranger or someone says, can I take the photo of you or you sit down on an aeroplane or a bus or whatever, what are a couple of easy tips that where that they can talk to strangers and overcome that? It's not even introvertness. It's that that tendency to not connect. Mm, mm. Well, I'll just give you just a snippet of the first two parts of the asking model. So I created the asking model as right. a how to, and um, and I'm amazed. Some people say, "Oh, my husband like checks this book as a reference before we go out," or now I've created <laughs> an asking an a asking guide model. To how to socialize. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so if, if people listening to this would like an asking model card, it's just like a business card size to put in your wallet. It's got all the steps in it. Just uh, shoot me an email. I don't know if you if we can do that or if you can, we can connect do with that. Warwick. Um, yeah. So what's the best email? Kerry at kerryphipps.com? No, that one got overspammed. So ah. just uh, kp at kerryphipps.com. KP at Kerry Phipps, spelt P-H-I-P-P-S dot com. Yes, yes. Or you can just, there's a contact form through the website. Cool. Um, yes. And you'll shoot them so, in the guide. Yeah, so give us the first yes, couple of so, elements of the guide. Okay, so A is for awareness and it's self-awareness and awareness of others. So there's two components to that. Yep. So, for example, one aspect of self-awareness is, you know, am I rushed? Take a moment to slow down. Uh, am I nervous? Take a moment to just... Let that go, whether it's comparing yourself to others or, um, you know, which is often a big conversation in someone's head when they're going to a networking oh, yeah. function or something. So, yeah, just be aware of what's there and, um, and let that go. Maybe writing it on a post-it note, screwing it up, letting it go. But there's, you know, a few different processes that you mm -hmm. can use. But once you're aware, then you can do something about it. And so then aware of others, it might be a, a practical example might be, you know, when you're going for a walk in the morning or maybe you're shopping, just be aware of others around you and look for an opportunity just to look someone in the eye and smile. And, you know, sometimes when you're tired, you know, it takes a little while to smile. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like somebody might say hi and you're kind of like, oh, oh, hello, and it's too late, <laughs> gone past. Uh, you know, I had this in Perth the other day. I was so tired and I went and had a massage and I said to them, because I had like just too many late nights, and I said, if, it, if it's not busy, could you just leave me here for 20 minutes to have a sleep? And, uh, and they're like, okay. And so I slept solidly for half an hour and then I came out. And when I was walking through the mall, I saw a guy just, you know, go past really cheerily and smile. Yep. And it just took a moment for the smile to reach my face. And then <laughs> he was gone and I just thought, oh, gosh, he probably thought that I just didn't want to talk to <laughs> him didn't want to smile, whatever. So I encourage people, don't give up because sometimes you've just caught somebody like deep in thought or half asleep. So don't let, um, you know, an initial poor response stop you. Yeah. But just keep looking for others. Be aware of others in your space. And, yeah. you know, maybe it's stepping aside like in the supermarket. And, uh, you know, sometimes you do that trolley dance where you're kind of like, oh, which way? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, you can look awkwardly at the floor or you can just look them in the eye and smile and just say, oops, or excuse me, or sorry about that. I love um, to look them in the eye and go, this dance, and they all laugh and then you keep moving on, but that's me. <laughs> yes. So you just make it fun. 
Yeah. You know, we're, we're all human beings having a go and sometimes we just, you know, get things wrong. And Do you so, find that works really well to make things fun or, or add a bit of yeah. humour if you can? Yes, yeah. Because it creates a safe space. People are kind of like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. When they see a smile on your face, then they'll smile too. Yeah. And, you know, or at least they'll get halfway towards smiling before you've passed them by. <laughs> but they'll realise, oh, the world's not as unfriendly as I thought. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. If, 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 to, if, people, if people need to practice um, this, are there some easy people that they can practice it on? Yes. So I was just going to say, so moving on to the S in the asking model is start small and start with a smile. So you might, um, okay, children are great connectors and dogs. So maybe if you're going for a walk, um, you know, along the street and, you know, you see a kid smiling, you just smile, keep yeah. going. And, you know, just this morning I was, held up talking to strangers because this kid was like falling off a seat and um (laughs) this kids are a great connector and so many public places you know where it's safe to connect farmers markets for example or any any kind of markets you know just walking around people are in a more relaxed space and uh you know just just say good morning, smile. And there's a natural and, uh, connection. You know, like we're, we're both here at the farmer's market. So straight away we have a, a, an interest in common. And I, as a dog walker, yeah. it's the same. Like I know plenty yeah. of dogs and I know the dog's name, but I don't know their owner's name. Um, and it <laughs> becomes that, oh, you're Skippy's owner or you're Angus's owner <laughs> because I've spoken to them, but I've spoken about their dog and they've spoken about my dog because it's a safe mm. uh, topic to talk about. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was chatting with them. Um, with a friend in Perth the other day and we're walking along the beach and and an old guy came along with a three-legged dog mm-hmm. and anyway I took a photo of of my friend patting the dog and uh and I think just the guy's shoes and and I shared it on social media and I said to her how could we not um how could we not stop and chat with that old man she's like how could we not pat a dog that's got three legs because she just loves dogs <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I see the person with the dog. So either way, whether you're connecting with the person or connecting with the dog first, yep. it um, you're still validating the person, you know, that they are the owner of a great dog. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, it just, they break the ice. What about so, um, uh, retail people? Because essentially I'm thinking of uh, customer service or checkout chaps or checkout chicks who they, they have to be there. They have a name tag on, so straight away you can use their name. Are they good to practice on because you can just, you know, you don't even have to ask their name because their name's there and it says on the name tag. Um, yeah. Would you recommend just sort of practicing with them as well? Yes. Some people can sort of be taken aback when you actually use their name when it hasn't actually been verbally given to you. Right. So, but I think I've got a feeling that you can get away with anything, Warwick. Um, so, <laughs> yes, yes, I so, can. So really, it is about practicing because it doesn't matter. You might not see this person again. If you do, do you think they're going to remember if you had an awkward moment or not? Mm. They're just, they're so busy. So you might say, um, hi, Warwick, how's your day going? And they might go, oh, um, yeah, all right. Um, or they might go, oh, my gosh, it's been so long. And you know, so always have a positive response. Not not like a totally chipper response if they're, if they're flat. Yeah. Um, you know, because you don't want to be at the other extreme. You yeah. want to match the I know one of the ones I use with um, checkout assistants is that uh, how's your day going? And if they're like, oh, yeah, that's all right. It's like, oh, well, just think of the big money. You're not making it, but think of it anyway. 
and that <laughs> nearly always brings a smile to their face because it's you know I've been I've worked in supermarkets so I know it's it's not the most exotic work to do in the world and you're getting paid your eight bucks an hour whether you want it or not and uh, so to make that kind of joke they love it so f- listeners feel free to steal that joke and use it so all the checkout people that you've ever dealt with get sick of that joke <laughs> and they'll be like where did this come from. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about. Um, so that's a great couple of tips for people to get started. I want to quickly talk about um, some of the success that you've had based on talking to strangers. Um, so, for example, we had a chat the other day, and you said that you um, were at BHP. You're talking to someone. They came out of the lift and introduced you, and you said hi. And it turns out that that's like head of petroleum for BHP Australia. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. what about what are some of the other successes or the other connections that you've made based on your your willingness to talk to strangers? Hmm. Well, just last week in a cafe, when I was taking a photo with a stranger, because he'd said he'd saw my book, because I had to unpack my book to get to my jacket, so yes. I'm not usually advertising my book in Yeah, stacks. you're just throwing that book everywhere, aren't you? Oh, my book, let me tell you about it. <laughs> so, early morning, mum and I had flown in, we want breakfast, so I'm like, I'm freezing, I'm just going to get my jacket. Oh, no, it's wrapped around books, you know, to yeah. keep them from being damaged. Stuck all the books on the table, this guy comes past, oh, excuse me, is that your book? Oh, yes, hello. And, oh, can I buy one? Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> you know, so it was kind of an awkward moment, because he's probably thinking, you know, Am I allowed to buy one now because maybe they've got to go somewhere else or whatever? He's anyway, so I'm signing in a random it. cafe. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, pull up a chair. <laughs> Let's. Um, I'll sign a book. And so I mentioned that I was going to Kokoda Track Foundation dinner that night, and he lit up and went, "Oh my gosh, do you know the organisers?" And I'm like, "Are you the CEO?" He's like, "Oh my gosh, she's a friend of mine, and I've done the track with her." And I went, "Oh my gosh, I went to Kokoda with her." So I said, "We'd better just take a selfie because this is just too amazing, and I'm going to see her tonight." And so we're taking a selfie and then this other lady says, can I take a photo for you? I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah, we'll, we'll get both and see what works. So this lady takes a photo. David goes and uh, after we've, you know, connected on Facebook and everything. And, and this lady, you know, says, oh, this is very interesting. And my mum was ready to go by that stage. And I said, um, she's like, I'd like to talk to you more. And I said, I'm here all week. So, you know, feel free to give me a buzz. And, you know, I'm not attached to the outcome. Sometimes I think we go and network, this is just a little aside, and try and get a deal or a connection yeah. out of everything. Yeah. But yeah. just, you know, I'm happy to give my card to people and if they don't call me, that's okay. Yeah. Maybe they've gone home and gone, whoa, that was just a bit too amazing. <laughs> well, it's like speed dating, you know, you've just uh, had 20 <laughs> seconds with them, here's my number, and you might like, you know, on reflection, no, I don't want to no. take it to the next level. But sometimes you're like, actually, <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, what if, what if I actually call her? Like, will she... You know, be just as nice as she was in the cafe. Anyway, so literally 20 minutes later, she rings me and she says, I didn't want to say anything at the cafe because I just wasn't sure where the journalist was, but could you perhaps come to our office in in Bankstown and I'll introduce you to our business partner and our our journalist and, you know, it'd be great to have a story for the newspaper. And I'm like, oh, sure. Well, my mum's actually going to Bankstown with her brother, so let me catch a ride. So... She said she'll text me the address. I jump in the car and said to mum, so where are we going? And she's like, oh, I've got to find the address. And my new friend texts me the address of where I need to go, which was 398. And then mum says, oh, it's 402, the same street. I'm like, <laughs> "Next door." you're kidding. Next-, Next door, I'm 
you go do your thing and I'm just going to be next door being interviewed by a newspaper. Just extraordinary. And that is, and I've just done a blog about that, and that is just scratching the surface. With, yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw her the following week and we're going to meet for coffee, but then she said, are you busy today? Can I just kidnap you for the day? <laughs> and uh, I said, well, I haven't been kidnapped by a stranger before, but, you know, we were great friends already. Is that sense of that. And um, so I went and saw her house. It just did her day with her. And I said, I just need to get online and do a couple of things. But um, we went and saw her house that was being renovated. We went to the office where the whole business, well, they've got several floors and all these different businesses. And the new office where they're moving into in a couple of weeks, so we did an inspection there. Then she takes me for lunch at home with her mum and business partner. And then she takes me to get my nails done. And she says, and now we're going to go and get our feet massaged. I'm like... (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind being kidnapped by this kind of Yeah, you know, Can you kidnap me again every week? Yeah, yeah. And she's, I mean, she rang me this morning. She's got more ideas. She just wants to get my book out. And uh, she's got an incredible network. So oh, stay tuned for that one, Warwick. But Fantastic. I have, uh, you know, I mean, I have years of stories, but that's that's very fresh in my mind because yeah, she was yeah, calling yeah. me even this morning with more so exciting it, ideas. So it sounds so, like, as far as you're concerned, Kerry, one of the key elements to success is, of course, to do talk to strangers, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes, do. Just <laughs> because, but talk to strangers without agenda. Yeah. I think this is where people really miss it right. because they're, they're going out to talk to strangers just in a particular format. You know, they'll go to a networking function because they need to meet more people yeah. and they'll go with the pressure of business, like I've got to meet so many new clients or, right. you know, I've got to at least snag one client. And so that agenda actually you know, it puts blinkers on you and you yeah. don't see all these other possibilities because yeah. you might talk to a cleaner there in the bathroom who, um, you know, or someone who's serving food and you might just have a little chat. They might end up being your biggest referrer or, you know, their dad might be, you know, the, the business person yeah. who connects you with a whole lot of work or they might be the person that can actually fix some web issue or whatever and if you're just focused on what you can get, then you're not going to see opportunities to give and you're not going to see opportunities for other people to, to give to you right. in ways that are unexpected. Yeah. So just uh, just relax and enjoy the ride. Be curious and open and willing to connect without receiving anything. And, th- and that's that whole concept of be interested, not interesting. Mm-hmm. So rather saying, yes. you know, look at me and you know, sign up with me and what can you do for me and it's all about mm. me. It's about mm. willing to... As you've said, cheer them on, find out about them and cheer mm. on what they're doing and, and yeah. you know, something may come of it, something may not. It might just be a very pleasant way to, to spend an hour chatting to someone. Yeah, and you might just, you might actually leave with insights, you yeah. know, about the way that you listened or the kind of questions that they asked. Right. And, yeah, there's, there's a whole lot of different insights that can come out of it. But I love that you've said, um, you know, be interested, not just interesting. Yeah. Because... Uh, like interest in others is the I in the asking model. But it's it, this is actually a challenge for entrepreneurs and I imagine a lot of your listeners, Warwick, are probably entrepreneurs who have interesting stories yeah. and it's it's challenging for us. I mean, you know, you've had a couple of, you know, big chats with me and I can't help tell you interesting stories. <laughs> and, and at the moment you're interviewing me so I've kind of got, you know, free reign to, to share interesting stories. But to be interested in others, we have to make a choice. Yeah. We have to choose to lean in and not just share all our excitement. Even when they are excited and want to know more, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but to think about how many questions have I asked in this oh, conversation? And, and it's, Can and I personally, ask Personally, that's a sucker for me because I love the sound of my own voice and I will talk <laughs> endlessly. Uh, and just ask my wives. They will tell you. Um, so... <laughs> To, the, to actually because you have interesting stories yeah well and if they're not interesting I add a bit of fluff to them to make sure they are uh, so, <laughs> so, so it becomes that how do I you know as you say have that that mental discipline to say okay I need to ask you open questions and find mm. out more about what's important to you who are you what stirs yeah. your soul what makes you happy um, yes. so yeah that can be a challenge it can, and sometimes it can be weird. It can be weird to jump into you know a big question like that. But it could even be you know when you're talking about your interesting stuff to say, um, you know, what have you experienced like that? You know, I'd yeah. be interested to know what your thoughts are yeah. about this. Yeah. Right. So that's uh, the I and your asking model. And and you mm. said before, if people want to get a copy of your asking model, to either just head to your website or shoot you an email, and that email again is. KP yeah. at kerryphipps.com. Phipps spelt, yes. or Kerry spelt K E R R I E, Phipps spelt P H I P S. And of course, kerryphipps.com is your website. Yeah. Kerry- and you know what's really easy? Yeah. <laughs> if you remember, do talk to strangers because you don't have to worry about spelling that as much as Kerry Phipps. <laughs> there is a group on Facebook called Do Talk to Strangers. But however you connect with me, please say that Warwick sent you. And uh, because just random friend requests, if I. You know, I get hundreds, right? And um, yeah, and I, I pay more attention to the ones that, you know, come because of a conversation. Of so course. yeah, so yeah. I do say in the book, please, if you're connecting on social media, send a personal note. Yeah, and I've right. had a lot of fun with Twitter recently since Periscope, um, yeah. since I've connected on Periscope, because people are actually sending direct messages or you know public tweets, but it's not automated. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. a real person. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, this person actually wants to engage. They're not just clicking yeah, ad yeah, yeah. just to follow. Yeah. yeah. So please send a personal note and say right. that works sent you. Kerry, thank you so much for your time today. It's been fantastic to find out about what you define as success and some of the key elements that you've chosen to come from being uh, you know, working on a farm to all the other little career transitions to the middle to now being uh, an executive coach and speaker. Uh, thank you so much for your time. And again, if you want to get in touch with Kerry, you know, feel free, just Google Do Talk to Strangers mm-hmm. or check out her, her Facebook site or kerryphipps.com. Thank you so much for being here, Kerry. It's been a whole lot of fun. Oh, it has. Thank you so much, Warwick. I don't know if we just scratched the surface on the you know success story, but uh, it's been fun. So thank you. No worries. You're listening to the Get More Success Show. We'll be back next time with another fantastic guest. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening, and we hope you can get more success.